Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Was Johnny Gargano enough to save this episode of Raw? Johnny Gargano, probably not. But did I very much enjoy Johnny Gargano's return? Johnny Gargano, yes, I did. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) That took so Even you lost, like, confidence in it by the end there. (laughs) That was a lot to watch. I only go in D-A-D. I'm joined by the professor, the truth, Dan Layden. You're Jam That Champion, no less. Welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast Review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave your comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And if you're watching live, join in the live chat Mm. and get in your alpha chat yeah resttalk.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollars as i looked at the live chat and see how everyone enjoyed my (laughs) nailed it yes oof geez bloody hell luke that was brutal if there's anything we've learned about wrestling it's not how you get there it's whether or not the closing moment like sells it i well okay this episode of raw is a great example of that I enjoyed this episode of Raw. I'm just going to say that I had a really nice time. I'm going to put that right at the beginning. Here is my issue I had with this episode of Monday Night Raw, which I thought was actually a a totally fine episode Mm. of Monday Night Raw, saved by a very, very good main event Mm. and and a fun little closing angle, though I feel like this was the weakest way we could have done this angle. But regardless, um, for me, the most brutal thing on the show was the lack of wrestling on this three-hour broadcast. It's so interesting because I didn't think about that until you. I watched your review on WrestleTalk and I was like, oh, actually, you're quite right about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't think about it. I think there was something about the, the I was enjoying the, the show and the flow and the stories and all the stuff that was going on. I just didn't think about it. But yeah, yeah, that's what that's true. A, a brutal lack of wrestling mm. on this three-hour broadcast. Yeah, I, I was it was quite a disappointment. But this was like an, a, a final twenty-odd minute match to, yes. to to round us out, which is what you want for this IC title picture. Yeah, that's the whole point of this: the workhorse belt giving you the banger of the week type type deal. So I I thought the show was kind of built nicely to build towards that. Yeah, because if you have lots of twenty-minute bangers, then your own end twenty-minute banger doesn't feel quite as special. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's finding 
something there is there is an in between where you have yes. the, the balance of good wrestling and then entertaining story. That's where I'm at. We talked about this on our prediction show for Fastlane will be going mm. out tomorrow. Um, and that was kind of my, our feeling about the Fastlane card compared to the Wrestle Dream card. Yeah. Like Wrestle Dream was 14 matches. Nonsense. Fastlane is five. Similar nonsense, but the other side of the nonsense <laughs> yeah, exactly. spectrum. But like, there's a happy ground yeah. in the middle here <laughs> yeah. where it's like every match is given enough time, yeah. but it's not five matches. Seven or eight matches is a good amount of matches for a wrestling show, a pay-per-view, it, and a yeah. TV show, I would say probably about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. No, 40, 30 to 40 minutes per hour of wrestling. Yeah. I think it's fine. Like you know, we used to make factoring in ads. We used to make fun of WCW because there was once an episode of Nitro that had no wrestling in its first hour. Jesus, uh, and, yeah, and like this was you know the, this had twenty minutes before a match started. We used to make fun of Raw for that when Triple H was on top and he used to come out like it's my weekly twenty minute uh, promo. Uh, and it's like, all right, okay, fine. Oh, we had that on the Raw After Mania, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It was like, all right, okay, fine, Trips. What do you got to say this week? Name the game. And it's like 20 <laughs> minutes later, and then Shelton Benjamin comes out for a three-minute yeah. match. And here we had like 20 minutes of chat before we got into wrestling, and then it was a short match, and then there was another 20-odd minutes of, mm. of talking and stuff. Same problem I had with Dynamite last week was there was a period of time when there was like half an hour with no wrestling, and mm. there was just four different talking segments back-to-back. I mean, it's, what's interesting is when when we get to doing the actual show, you aren't wrong about that. And yet I enjoyed the bits in between. Like the, the actual did, material yeah. was, I thought, quite entertaining I, and really well, very, well yeah. plotted. I thought a lot of this was pretty good. So I didn't really mind it when it took us that long to get to the wrestling. It's, it is different, though, you are right, when there is a 20 minute long promo that ultimately goes nowhere and does nothing. That's when it starts to feel like, oh, step it up. I think yeah. that's probably why I didn't notice. But this week, I think this main event, like, it very much saved the show for oh, me. And so it was I, amazing. I, from what I thought was a perfectly fine episode of Raw, because this wasn't, again, not a bad episode of Raw. There's no bad episodes of Raw in the Triple H era. But it was a totally fine Raw into a, oh, that's a pretty good episode of Raw. Mm. That, like, that was a, per- a very good three out of five episode. Because this was a match between Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther on Raw. They'd set up that this was supposed to be at Fastlane. They had a, a contract signing for their match at Fastlane. And in that, Champa convinced Gunther that they should do it on Raw tonight. He was all fired up about it. This has been his dream since he was a small boy. He wants to be a good role model for his kids. Mm. And he wants to win singles gold in on the main roster. And Gunther, because Gunther's awesome, was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, like, which is great because you then had the the opposite of that in, say, like, the Miz segment later, which is where I was like, no, I'm the cowardly heel. And I'm you want this match now? No. Mm. Or, you know, we had over four weeks of, of Nakamura and stuff. But Gunther's like, oh, I like fighting. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we can do it tonight if you want. <laughs> it's back. It's talk, It's talking the talk and walking the walk. It's yeah. being able to have your gift to your gab and then, be, and then being like, well, no, I'll, I'll fight you. So these two then just went out and battered each other. Yeah. But I thought that the the crowd weren't into this. I mean, the crowd. I thought that it was not a great crowd all night, mm. and the crowd early in this match, particularly in the middle of this match, were bored and were actually playing on their phones, and they just started doing the firefly thing and not right. paying attention. But the action was so good that by the end of it, they were into the near falls and stuff. Now you can actually literally watch like people putting their phones away <laughs> and getting into the action. So like, there's like loads of fireflies and then they just start to diminish and diminish. And diminish yeah. So it's just like one guy left and everyone else is actually into the action that's happening in Rick. I, I didn't notice that. I think probably because I was focusing in on the action and also taking notes during it and, and all of that stuff. So I didn't really notice all the crowd stuff. Um, but this is the argument with television wrestling anyway, which is, that you, as you say, you do get that kind of like, 
in between e it's the ad break stuff exactly it was why whenever we watch stuff on fight tv i always skip through because i know nothing of consequence is going to be happening oh, absolutely while I, we go to commercial and picture in picture i've said to you before when we do our collision reviews and i on collision and dynamite oh i know when they come back from the, from the picture in picture yeah, there are a, there are certain camera shots that they use and i was like that's a picture in picture and, uh, well in fact the only other time this has happened is uh is on raw there was that women's tag gauntlet remember and, and someone got eliminated during picture in picture yeah and i came back and was like oh, we don't get picture in picture on bt sports so i was like where they where they gone what what um but yeah that it does kind of disrupt the flow of the match but it is a credit to both of the, the men that they kind of managed to get the crowd back on side and in fact i thought especially the sort of closing 10 minutes or so i suppose was quite gripping mm. like really well plotted well thought out gunther's hand being the thing in particular that you know it's what he uses it's his ham fist he uses it to chop you to to death well, he's broken the table and it's really hurt him. And so uh, Champer is using that to his momentum. He's battering it. He's beating the hand up, la, la, la. Because ultimately, when he hits on that Sicilian, what's it called? The Sicilian stretch. Yeah, that one. Um, that The hand can be sort of yanked back with it, in mm -hmm. a way. Um, so it, 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 it's a submission to focus on here, but the arm is back, so you could always just add a little extra. That's a nice bit of psychology that I really enjoy. Um, and then, yeah, it was, just, it was just great. To the point where... When we get to the close, um, I don't want to be getting ahead of ourselves here or anything like that, but when we get to the finish of the match, the crowd are applauding a sleeper. Yeah, well, I think Gunther has got done a great job in getting lots of different finishes yeah. over. And I say, it's, we were talking with Zack Sabre Jr. on the Dynamite, uh, the Wrestle Dream review yesterday. It's like, what's Zack's finish? Everything. Mm. And that's the same with Gunther. And it's one of my favorite things about Gunther is that, yeah, everything's a finisher. He yeah. can finish you with a powerbomb. He can finish you with a sleep. He can finish you with a lariat. Like, he can put you away in multiple different scenarios. Mm. And he has got the sleeper over as one of those finishes. Do you remember when like, Dolph Ziggler got it over? Yeah. There was a period in time where Dolph Ziggler just got the sleeper over as mm. a match ender. Yeah. It used to be just be like a rest hold spot. But Dolph Ziggler's like, I'm going to make this a finish. That's what I mean. If you have told me that this match was going to finish and the, the, the finishing move would be a sleeper hold, I sort of wouldn't have listened to you. The more I thought about it, the more during the match it was happening and he was focusing on the neck. There was an incredible... It was the... Um, uh, fairy tale ending Champa's going for the fairy tale ending Gunther mm. counters it with a chop a sleeper and then pulls that sleeper into a suplex where Champa lands on his head that looks absolutely vicious but was taken brilliantly it looked vicious in the moment but then you see the the, uh, the reverse the replay and, and you see that uh, Champa manages to take it brilliantly yeah. in a way that makes it look vicious but is actually very safe and I remember oh Champa's got an is issue with his neck he's got a history mm. of neck issues that they really didn't sell on commentary at all they didn't mention it no. Although one I thought, bit I did like uh, Cole on commentary particularly oh, like it was great. Cole Cole was very getting fired up for the ending. Mm. They, they they did really well on the commentary. It's just interesting to me that they didn't go there with it. Um, but that does make sense. And then finally, it's he's been working on the neck the whole time. Double power bombs him. Could just happily go for the cover, fold him up. The, all the air's gone out of his lungs. No, I'm going to be vicious with it. And I'm going to do the sleeper. And it's when he's lifting him up. He's holding a sleeper and the audience are applauding a sleeper hold. That's Gunther. I particularly enjoy it as well. Once the match is finished, Gunther just goes. He just leaves. I've, I've done my thing here because Vinci and uh, the other fella get in. Kaiser yeah. get they get and start laying the boots to Champa. Gunther's like, well, I've done my thing. Yeah, he batters him, and then he's like, well, that's another win for me. Off, off I pop. Mm. And just as Champa was getting beaten down, not this rebel heart hit, and Johnny Gargano came down, and you could tell this was like a, a mild crowd. Or I, the crowd was. It wasn't a big response. No. But in fairness to this crowd, 
this isn't something they've been building, really. No. They had some social media stuff where Champa was putting up missing posters for Gargano. Mm-hmm. And those didn't actually, that never made it onto TV. And Champa has said in a couple of promos, maybe I need to do it yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is. And they, you know, we haven't had like the way together on TV mm-hmm. since the draft happened. They had like two segments on TV and mm-hmm. then that's it. So yeah, like this crowd, and it's the same thing with Tegan Knox. It's like, well, the crowd will sign up for Tegan Knox match. I was like, well, what, are you surprised? She's not on TV and they're just having two minute matches. Johnny Gargano hasn't been on TV for months on end. And they haven't hyped up this, you know, the reunion of DIY outside of a handful of lines for, you know, for us fans that have been across the history of Champa and Gargano. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are excited about this, but to sort of like the the general WWE audience who might not have seen their journey together, we've had no reason to be excited about this. So when Johnny Gargano comes out, it's like, oh, okay, that lad's here. Well, also, he he has had a run on the main roster, but it kind of was a bit whatever. Like, you know, it's not like yeah. a major returning star. It, it is to those of you who are fans of his work and have seen have seen the best of the best excited to see diy together on the main roster but for the rest of us it's it's a uh, a mid carder that for your general audience and b it's a mid carder with a uh, a theme that doesn't sound as memorable as it it once did because they've lowered the octave to stick it to cfo dollar sign or whatever they're called that's what someone just said in the chat they're like that new theme don't help no it doesn't it doesn't (laughs) at all because it sounds very generic um that said oh there was also another uh moment earlier on in the show that i i thought really pointed to oh that we do live in a bit of a bubble right oh yeah which was uh at one point drew mcintyre mentioned he thought he was stuck in the cody verse and i think he thought he was gonna get a little like oh or a little pop or something like that nothing i don't know if he thought that was gonna get a pop he left a moment for it there was the way it was delivered made it feel like it was expecting a reaction mm. and there was whether it was a pop or an or an or something there was just no reaction well he, he left that moment there so stephen larson could be like oh my god true watches our show right okay the, yeah uh but the but the reality is we've been waiting for the diy reunion we i think i said it a couple of weeks ago let's just stop talking about it because it's, it's clearly not happening um but then here it was and i think ultimately it just requires them to have some bangers together and yeah. then also their, their finish didn't get put on they got yeah off. they went to do the meet in the middle kick and the the, the feed ended i the, so the, the the broadcast just completely ended uh and i and i came up with a joke immediately which was that adam copeland may be all elite but wwe still own the rights to edge thank you very much um edging you familiar with edging i'll tell you after the show oh I, I, yeah probably best team um, so I, even with that, I still don't think the joke works. Oh, it really works. Trust me. I, <laughs> I, I tweeted it, then changed my mind and redrafted it and tweeted it again. Um, but point being, the, the, I can't wait to see DIY against Imperium. And then I started thinking in my head things like, okay, so Survivor Series, you've got DIY and Alpha Academy versus Imperium and who? And then in that match, you could have Gunther and Chad be the final two and Gunther just about gets the win or maybe even Chad manages to get the win and that sets you up for a happy Christmas title change. Like, I'm, I'm my mind is whirring with all the little mm. things that can go on. I was really excited to see. I, I popped for Johnny Gargano. It was like, finally, it's happening. Let's it, do it. Then I had a real like, finally yeah. moment. Like a genuinely real like, oh, finally we're here. And it's not a case of like, finally we've got it. It's more a case of, oh, okay, finally they've done it. <laughs> because they've just not done it. Mm. And it's not like we've been building to this moment where he makes the save. And that's kind of like where I feel like there's a, the disappointment in this return is there's like, oh, this is just the week you you just do it. Mm. Like there was no like 
pyro hype or ballyhoo about like this this moment happening. It was like, no, it just happened. And we we didn't foreshadow it. We didn't tease it. We didn't like you know when Nia Jax came back and they spent the whole episode giving you like little hints and teasers to be like, this is going to happen later in right. the show. He just ha- he just returned. They missed the finish, and then the show ended. Mm. I mean, I thought also the the main event happening, the match happening here at all, but then also the amount of time it got given. My perception of it, at least, was uh, because of you know that they, they were supposed to have a women's title match that was going to probably have a bit of time on it. Um, you'd hope. Um, and there was a couple of other things that got there, well, yeah, a couple of other things that got a lot sort of shifted around a little bit. It made me feel like this was a sort of decision on the fly. Um, so maybe that that plays into it as well. I don't know. I I think that's yeah reactionary. But you didn't need this. Mm. Like you could have just ended with a twenty minute banger. Yeah, I liked it nonetheless. Oh, I so, liked it. Especially yeah. and I especially like the execution of it. I mean, the crowd reaction and the the build to the return and the, and the whatever is, is sort of its own separate thing. The actual the match followed by the beatdown followed by Gunther just wrapping the belt around his waist, gasping for air, but thrilled. I'm whatever. I'm Gunther. I'm leaving to gargano making the save there was that great shot of him looking over his shoulder and then champa's there like smiling mm. as well and then i assume the the kick looked great i didn't see it on television i had to find it on youtube afterwards um that as a segment great so that's it well you know what it's all about the moment it's all about the, it's all about the moment like wwe they they give us moments it doesn't matter about the build it yeah. doesn't matter about the moments that came or you know the stories that come afterwards yeah you got that moment. The moment. You know, his return in November was a moment. Right. And that really is all there has been since he came back in November. And nearly one year on, mm. we've been given another moment. Another moment. Another moment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But let's see what you thought of this. Do you know what I thought was also startling about this episode of Monday Night Raw? Is that when the show is finished, I'll go onto the old Twitter machine to kind of sort of see what the, the vibe is. Uh-huh. Ain't no one tweeting about this show. Like, I sort of went, I was like, there was nothing yeah. going on. And I was really surprised about that. Particularly with the Gargano return. Mm. I thought there would be a bit of buzz and a bit of excitement. And I wonder if that's also sort of fed into my, like, oh, yeah, this was like just a totally fine episode of Raw with a sort of okay return. Yeah. Well, Taylor Swift's going to the football now. So a lot of people are very distracted. Um, that's kind of the zeitgeist. Denise, especially. Well, I, I saw, well, no, I mean, Denise has been distracted by other things. I don't know if you heard the the, the Fightful Post show. What? Well, she saw a, a, she was over in Greece for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And she saw a statue of, of a, a nude man and had Lovely. to go back to her hotel and have a wank. Like, she, like, they, they, more or less her words, not mine. Goodness gracious. So, like, I think she's had other things on her mind. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Some of the statues are lovely. Well, um, that, that, that was her argument. It was like, it was a very, very nice statue. You know, it's appreciating art. <laughs> but I was like, I was really surprised that there was a lack of, like... There was. I, big, will, I agree. Big, like, yeah, big sort of excitement bubble mm. uh, around this but i i thought uh wade had a quite good line about the whole taylor swift thing i don't know my wife asked me about this the other day she was like are you aware of this taylor swift thing and i was like not particularly mm. um, that's why i'm here <laughs> but she sort of explained what was going on and i was like well i, I do like that anti-hero song yeah. i actually takes the knees that while she was on holiday i was like i think anti-hero is a very good song it's a good pop song it's got a very strange lyric in the middle of it but what's the what's the strange one uh, sometimes i feel like everyone is a sexy baby <laughs> what are you talking about say <laughs> but all right i guess i guess yeah, yeah. If, if, if that's what floats your boat the- and i and she's a monster on the hill she's saying sometimes i think everyone's really fit and i'm i'm ugly i'm ugly buggly yeah that, but it's just oh, the yeah, line that's of, you taylor swift that's, yeah that's what everyone says about you famously Tay-Tay. famously ming and taylor swift um <laughs> But the, the, it's just the line that she's saying, oh, everybody is a sexy baby. And I'm like, what? it's just, it's, I'm just bopping along. Like, and then suddenly she says it and I go every single time, <laughs> every single time. But you know, um, but yeah, she's but at the football. I thought Wade had a very good line because they showed a football lad in the crowd. Yeah, I, I think he takes the rainbow and um, he, they showed him in the crowd. And uh, Wade Barrett's like, he don't need to wear a Taylor Swift t-shirt to be recognized in football. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's get into your uh, your alpha chats about this. Matt Hennessy kicks off. Said we've had the DIY for the last two months on social media, and we finally got it on TV. Have we had it for two months on social media? I feel like we had it for a week. Time is time is a, a relentless mistress. I don't even know anymore. No, what, what I mean is, I feel like we had it for a week, two months ago. Right. Yeah. As opposed to we've had it. For two months. Well, maybe we're social media. We just kept it going. Okay. DIY versus Owens and Zane, please. And thank you. Great to have them back together. This partnership will help get both guys over with the main roster audience. I'm so excited. I hope for that too. Yes. Because I saw someone in the chat uh, say that, well, I'm, su- I'm unsurprised that the crowd didn't react. Mm. Johnny Gargano isn't over. 
And that's not untrue. Yeah. It's actually a, a very true statement. Do you think that a tag run, considering that the tag division is more or less non-existent, mm. can get them over? Uh... Anyone can go from uh, not really over to massively over. Anyone. Mm -hmm. If they have the skill to back it up. And I think that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have the skill to back it up. I think working with Imperium is a great way of doing it to, to kick them off on, on a good run. I look at Chad Gable going from Alpha Academy nonsense segments to everyone's within the top four of best wrestler of the year. Um, all down to skill and, and good booking and good agenting, good producing, all of the rest, good wrestling. So yeah, I absolutely think it could. Um, it just depends how long these tag titles are going to be mired in the uh, uh, Judgment verse. Day, <laughs> yeah, Judgment Day, Cody verse Bloodline Extravaganza, Owens and Zayn. If they are yeah. if they are removed from that, I think it could be a hell of a run. I don't think they need the tag belts. I think this. Team... I just mean for a division. For a division, absolutely yes, yes. As a, a wider mm. issue, yes. So you're right. I think as a team on their own, they just need one 20 minute match. Yeah. I think you give them a 20-minute match against Imperium yeah. on Raw next week or in the next couple of weeks, 100% I think this crowd will get behind them, particularly if it's in front of a good crowd. Mm. Like I don't know when they're next going to Cleveland, but like that, <laughs> that'll be where I would do it. Yeah. Uh, Kid Cuddy here said, I haven't seen Raw yet because of work, but saw the Johnny Gargano return in a promo role, so five out of five. Ever since the merger, we've been seeing more and more people on TV that were once, hope they don't get released, people, and I'm here for it. Mayor Painsville Dan says, Hello, Luke. Hello, other Dan. Hopefully, you're having a good time. Seems like Mark Markson had a day off this week. Hmm. Anyway, you ready for Imperium versus DIY and Dexter Loomis? Gunther versus Loomis is a main event match, if you ask me. Mark Markson is very expensive, so. Sometimes when Dan, I, I love it when uh, Dan, because he's a long time viewer, mm -hmm. long time ultra chatter. There are often times when he sends in uh, messages that see, that read like they're the social media feedback you get on my GM mode. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, I just because I don't think anyone else is singing that Gunther versus Loomis is a main event match. Uh, well, I mean, you know. Do you know who looks like they should have a belt around their waist? Dexter Loomis. <laughs> and it's like, oh. I, all right i'll make a note of that dexter loomis isn't half good at singles matches <laughs> uh, let's get into the show itself so there were four things advertised for this episode uh, it was Nia versus Baszler, Becky versus Tegan, Jay Uso versus Damian Priest, and Drew McIntyre on Miz TV. None of those things happened, mm -hmm. though one of them may as well have done. Right. Um, Becky obviously got hurt during the uh, NXT No Mercy match. Yep. Excellent NXT No Mercy match. I haven't seen the full show. Oh, yet. dude. So, it's, I mean, I, I was, so I was in Cardiff over the weekend for the half marathon. Uh, not that I was running it. Are you joking? Um, but. I, so I've been very busy. So I haven't seen either No Mercy or Wrestle Dream. Uh, I really yeah. could have done with one of them being rubbish. So I could have, <laughs> so I could have skipped it. But I've got to find time somewhere. I would say if I was to give you like a four match wreck, yeah, I would say Becky and Tiff, yeah, Dragonoff and yeah, Hayes, yeah, yeah. Zach and Brian, yeah, and Hanger and Swerve. Okay, those are the, the four that I'd probably. Those anyway. are the four I'd go. If you want to go into a fifth, I'd add in Darby and Christian. Right. Um, I've seen it return. I don't. 
but the match itself is also real good so that that if i was to give you a i don't fight, like watching darby allen wrestle i can say oh. this on the wwe show not because he's not very good he's he's a very good wrestler i just don't like seeing someone willfully injure themselves yeah that there, often there is a bump that is gross i've seen the bump yeah so i feel like i don't need to watch the rest of the match and remarkably i don't think it's the worst bump in the whole match right no i, th- I think the unpretty <laughs> that he takes on the boards is way worse <laughs> oh, he, took, he thought what's the best way for me to take this oh. i think all in my face um anyway none of those things happened baszler sorry becky got injured during the nxt match and they said on this show that damian priest wasn't medically cleared either they also said finn balor wasn't medically cleared mm. uh, i don't know what the status of that one is but sean rossap on the fightful post show sort of alluded to the fact that like i think he's fine because he's wrestling this weekend and he's advertised for smackdown it may just be a case of they pivoted and they changed their mind to do the tag match at fast lane so in which case they were like, well, let's just not do that singles match then. Mm. Like this was a, a last minute change. Yeah. And it might or may not actually have anything to do with Damian Priest being medically cleared. But Nia and Baszler was always planned to not happen. Like in the, the yes. in the raw rundown the the five horse like posted, this was just scheduled as fight. Yeah. And that's how the broadcast opened. There was no opening or anything. It was just Baszler and Nia just fighting their way down to the ring. Raquel Rodriguez made her turn in this segment, who Michael Cole said has been out with whiplash. Yeah. Whiplash. That was uh, that's what um Xavier Woods had to have his week off for his birthday, so everyone's getting whiplash at the moment. Look, I was in a six-car pileup earlier this year and got... Six-car... Six-car car... Sorry, there's a, an in-joke. Don't worry, carry on. I, I was in a six-car pileup this year, and, and I got whiplash yeah. from it, and I didn't miss a day of work. So what's your excuse, Raquel? <laughs> Come on, mate, I was making content. And your back is nowhere near as strong as Raquel Rodriguez's. Exactly! Yeah. Like, if she'd have been in the six-car pileup that I was in, she'd probably just walked it off. Probably just, you know, jumped out the car and stuff. Whereas me, it was like, oh, yeah. ow. Ah! But I still made it to work. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley also. Luke Owens versus Rickard Rodriguez <laughs> confirmed. Uh, Owens? Did I put an S on the end? You did, day? yeah. My S for all, you know. You YouTube comments. Um, <laughs> anyway, Rhea Ripley came down, everyone brawled, she beat up some security guards, uh, and then that was that. And then Rhea's like, also, I'm staying in the ring now, mm. I've got to do another segment. I loved this segment. Me too. I really did. I thought it was a great way to kick off the show. I was knackered when I woke up this morning and I was sort of just pressing play and like, okay, here we go. And then suddenly there's a fight. And I think it was way more effective for it to be this than it would be have been to be Baszler versus Jax, to be completely honest. Um, I thought it was it, it made it feel frenetic. It made it feel hectic. It, there was a shabbiness to it that I really appreciated. There was an amazing moment where Ripley wasn't facing the hard cam with the guy she'd picked up for a pump handle. So she just turned around just while turned holding around him and, and battered him as well. Um, the way her she looks incredible. This little time off has been brilliant. Her arms look brilliant. Um the way it cut back to Cole and, and Barrett to sort of try and kick off the show and then Rhea's there still just like cutting over them and they're like, oh, I guess we're... T- I, it felt hectic. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt unpolished and I liked that. I yeah. don't like things being too slick. Um, I, so, yeah, great. I also really like that this set up a fatal four-way rather than a triple threat, mm. which is where we sort of thought it was going when when Nia came back. We you know we sort of positive like, oh, they'll do a triple threat. Maybe that'll be a fast lane. Um, looks like we're not doing any of these matches that fast and I'll just save that for all kind of like what they did with you know Champer Gunther and, and Gunther yeah. and even like Gunther and Gable and stuff you don't put that on paper you put it on Raw as a main event I like that way of doing things mm. uh, even if TV does ruin it with the ad breaks but actually doing it as a fatal four way is a twist I didn't see coming and I quite like yeah adding Baszler into this I think it does her way more favors than her just teaming with Zoe Stark for tag titles that no one cares about mm. more on that later it's a very effective uh 
very effective little combination as well. Yeah. So Rhea did stay in the ring, though she um, she had to stay there for a while because she's in the ring. Cut to the commentators so they could run down the card. Then we got Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio making their entrance. And then we got an ad break. Then we came back from the ad break so Rhea could do her promo. I would have liked for Rhea to talk over the uh, rundown of the show. I think it would have been really fun for her to still be on a live mic in the middle of the ring. Being yeah. Like, oh, this is coming up. This is not as important as me. Something like that. To, just to really like yeah sell it to you and keep you there with your hands rubbing because we have got an ad break to do so like yeah. you know so i i like this promo from ria as well mm-hmm. which was i mean it's groundhog day again there's problems within the judgment day but she laid the blame on, and she's like damien it's your fault like it is your fault that there are problems within this group and i think it's your fault that dominic lost his title at no mercy where were you mm-hmm. And I had some really good points in in all of this. And I then she, like, there's no leaders in the Judgment Day, but she made herself feel like she was the leader of this because she goes to Dom. She's like, like, look, I'm your mammy, which means you're my pappy. I've got you a title rematch for the North American Championship. You're welcome. Mm. But if you don't win that belt, don't bother coming home. Yeah. So not only has Dominic got to win back the belt, if he doesn't win back the belt, his, mar- his marriage is breaking up. Yeah. I don't think the stakes have ever been higher for a match in WWE. C- certainly not. Um, I think they could have sped through the bit with Priest because for me, the real magic was in this bit with Dom. I think they both performed it so well. Rhea looked both furious, but also kind of hurt. Like there was a little betrayal in her face mm-hmm. that I was like, ooh, that... And, and then as someone who is like... I, I watch a, a weekly television show about a fictional romance between two people um, who I don't know. I was like, oh, I was feeling the pain a little bit. And then he cut to Dom and he had this excellent like puppy dog face replete with a shiner from his match. Um, I thought it was a really nice, yeah. nice little segment. And um, I yeah, I'm, I don't see Dom winning the belt back and I don't want no. to let the memories end. So uh, Jey Uso came out to flirt with Rhea Ripley. Which I loved. Yeah. And then they all got into a brawl and Cody Rhodes ran down to even up the odds and Adam Pearce announced that it's going to be Cody and Jay versus the Judgment Day for the tag titles at Fastlane. Yeah. We got this later in the promo with Cody, but it really feels like both Jay and Cody have zero interest in winning these belts. Yeah. Like JD McDonough interfered and I thought that was yet again. And there's another segment later where it's like JD McDonough being like, I'm actually the one who knows what I'm doing here, which I thought was a nice little um, continuation of that storyline. But I, I would like some forward momentum on that storyline. But then, yeah, both Jay and Cody both seem completely surprised that they will be challenging. For, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I, I guess sure. Yeah. Why sure. not? All right. Um, which is an odd way to build it. Well, it's a go-home episode of a of a show. So I, I, there's a there's another instance of this later on in the broadcast that we'll get to. But um, like Jay came out and they said, "Oh, you're I'm going to be going for the tag belts," mm. or like someone said, "You're going to be going for the tag belts at Fastlane." And then Adam Pierce comes out and is like, "I feel like we've now got a match in our hands, and I've made it official." I'm like, "But I thought we'd already made it. You'd already announced that the match was happening on TV." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they're a brawl. Uh, we got a recap of Jade Cargill signing with WWE with that very WWE line of she looks like a superhero. Mm. She is main roster. I mean, bound. she does. She look, literally looks like Storm. Yeah. Well, that, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Storm is coming. I saw a um, clip of her, I think not long after or, or just while being TBS champion where she was behind the table um, 
at a press conference basically saying like i want to push into like fashion and like fenty beauty and all of this she she reeled off the, all of the stuff that she i think she wanted to take the tvs title to as well so i'm really interested in them treating her like this crossover star and, and like i know there were reports and it was the press conference where tony pulled a tony and was like you know what well, i offered her loads and loads of money i um, feel like people have been real hard on tony in this Oh, I'm hard on Tony always because I think he can take it because he's a billionaire. No, I know. What I mean is because, like, Pete said this yesterday. He was like, I thought Tony was a real dick in the press conference. I was like, I don't see why everyone's being so hard on Tony. That's because he pays you. Well, well, well I mean, I Famously. have to because he's over there. Yeah, he's, he's watching us right now. But, like, Tony can't say, like, someone said what happened. He was like, I made her an offer, which I thought was fair. And then she asked for more money. So I offered her I more think, money. And I then think... she asked for more money. And it was at that point I realized that she didn't want to stay, but she played a great great game and then that's that's enough she went and i and i wish her well and, My, I, and her door's always open if she wants to come back so there's two things there's the there's the way they ha- they, they handled the exit which i thought was actually brilliant like I, I loved the fact that she was given that big return and they had a match on rampage yeah. and, and sat on the put her hand in the air i thought it was really classy um and then uh <laughs> and i also really enjoyed the way the way edge went out on in the same way this big celebration of edge and then off he goes as well isn't it nice when we can all get this mean girls day we all bake a cake with rainbows <laughs> and smiles um but the other side of it is that when i read what he said and it's not the most villainous thing in the world it's just a little bit where it's like oh, it just made it be like oh i offered a load of, loads of money she, she clearly well, that's it made it feel like either. she clearly only wanted money and my pushback on that is first of all it felt like airing dirty laundry second of all he then gives himself a big pat on the back by talking about how good her send-off was rather than just letting it be and the thing is, I then watched this this moment from her press conference where she talked about wanting that kind of uh, mainstream or like crossover or like to really push the boundaries and do things in fashion and do things in elsewhere. WWE are far more interested in that than AEW are. Like it's just t- uh, Tony Khan loves his wrestling show to be about wrestling and he'll do crossovers if they make sense for him. He'll put Shark Week on the, the apron. He'll do a Texas that, Chainsaw Massacre match. That's more of an advertising thing than it is like a crossover. That's thing. what I'm saying. He's more than happy to like take the advertising money. And I guess there was a moment where, I mean, Cody, it's funny that Cody is the other example of this that I can think of where he was on, what was it, the Go Big show or something in America? No, uh, yes. He was a judge on something he was on just, TNT. They also did Rose to the Top. Right. And then they did a follow-up reality show that was clearly supposed to be Rose to the Top season two, but Cody had gone. And it was that, the the behind the where Thunder Rosa and Britt Breaker and... Yeah, it was this weird Gavara show. And, it was a weird show that no one watched. Yeah. It's not what they're interested in. They they care very much about Warner their Brothers are interested in them big doing, time. but they're not Tony interested. Isn't. And and yeah. Tony ultimately is the one who makes the decision. So if basically if I don't think it, it's Jade did what a smart person should do, Absolutely. which is know your worth, get your best offer. She got her best offer, and WWE are also desperate for that mainstream approval. So they'll give her all the other things that she wants as well. I think that's a really smart and this this continued push of her as superstar in the making is is more evidence to that yeah i'm really interested in it like i think we're all very much in agreement with mm. that like she we talked about something the prediction show yeah. that out tomorrow but like she played the smartest move possible she exactly. did what every wrestler should do yeah. which is my contract is coming to an end i'm gonna play both sides off against each other randy orton did the exact same thing in 2019 and got a massive paycheck out of it mm. smart boy always knew that he was gonna I'm sure re- edge did as well when he signed with WWE sure, i'm sure that i don't know when he uh joined with AEW mm. I'm sure he played both sides off against mm. each other to get the best contract that he possibly could mm. that's what a wrestler should be doing and the reason why I'm sort of like I'm not coming to Tony's defense on this because he doesn't need my uh, help or defense on this and also Tony I don't think is a particularly great businessman or a particularly great booker in a lot of uh, scenarios but I like Pete was like and I think it's if you just read the quote out you can put your own emphasis on it but if you watch the quote he's just being like yeah I after some money she said no 
It's not mm. like he wasn't even like, I offered her loads of money and that <laughs> bitch turned her back no, on us. No, of course but he's that, not. But, well, that is, but that's how you read the quote. No, I read the quote like he was just airing it. But I didn't read it. I certainly didn't read it in that way. I want to be very clear. I'm not accusing him of anything like that. I, a lot of people are. Well, that's, like, well, a lot of people say a lot of shit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna. But I'm saying it basically read like he was just saying, well, I mean, I offered her all the money and she wanted more money. So. But again, like, that's whatever. not how he said it. Right. Well, there you go. But like, it's still he said that he, like, it, it, ultimately what he said, it comes down to money. And we have a popular people for avoiding mm. questions. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. someone asked him the question and that's he gave fair. an answer. Yeah. So either we want people to give them the answers at media things, or we don't want them. To, or we want to avoid them and not air dirty laundry. Mm. I, well, I don't want. I think there's. I think there's again. There's, why? This is why I always get called a centrist. <laughs> I'm always looking for the middle ground. <laughs> how is the, how is your bottom on the side of that phone you're in the middle of the fence oh i love it up here the view is amazing anyway i thought this was i think they're doing a great job of pushing cargill and mm. i we they got a lot of articles out about her at the moment sort of about how you know they've essentially poached her from the competition and she is the future of this business she is going to do so many media appearances and i think it is the absolutely best use you could do use out of her outside of her in-ring work which yeah. you will excel in with the performance center right she is going to be a major massive star and also it's going to offer her the opportunity to be able to do all of the projects that she wants mm. to do this is a fantastic move for her it's a great move for wwe it's a great signing for wwe and i'm glad that they're treating it like this the only bit where i hold my breath a little bit is that it is a lot of pressure to deliver that first match is going to have every single eyeball on it and i i hope that they do i i, I feel like she's putting in the work i hope that they're gonna do the same and it doesn't turn into a gable stevens situation that's a little fear i, I, I have. yeah i think this this won't be gable stevenson mm. because he just he did not have it it and she's got it but she has got it yeah like she has certainly got something you haven't been doing for two years right and all of those two years have been on national tv mm. now she's got the opportunity to be able to just like do a lot of you can put her on house shows and stuff and do sort of like, you know, stuff that's not on TV. Mm. And she can get a lot of exposure and a lot of work that way. Mm. I think she's going to, I think she's going to excel. Yeah, I hope so. Over 20 minutes into the show, we got our first match, which was Alpha Academy <laughs> versus Imperium. So I have so few notes on it. <laughs> um, so like, you know, the, the story of this is that Kaiser has been given Vinci to look after essentially. Mm -hmm. And I thought then they played that quite nicely into the finish, which is that Vinci was the difference maker. Kaiser was had the match essentially lost for his team with Otis running wild, and he was about to give him a, an avalanche fallaway slam. But Vinci gets up, he trips Otis's feet, and that lets Kaiser hit the running into Giri for the win. I thought it was a very smart finish to play into the story that you set up uh, the previous week. It was. It was really, and I also just really enjoyed it, especially Otis's uh, hot tag moment. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Um, a little tongue waggle that was really entertaining. Yeah. We've got a recap of Becky and Tiffany's match at No Mercy. Uh, I, I'm just going to put this over again. Hell of a match. Mm. But I'm also, check out that crowd. Like that, was a like, that was a crowd that was like, man, it feels a bit like TakeOver. I thought about this. So when I was, I, I have watched the, the opening of the show. I watched the opening match and of halfway through uh, Dom and Trick. Um, and the opening No Mercy bit, by the way, that whoever made that opening title sequence, the, the graphics and everything. Yeah, oh my god, I lived out loud. Yeah, yeah. And a part of it was seeing like there was Finn and Asuka and Bailey mm. in and Sami Zayn in their NXT gear, which kind of made me go like, oh, that was a really special time mm. in this industry and and whatever. And NXT hasn't felt like that for a while. 
And it's starting to feel that way again for me. And there's a Becky lot said of in that promo, she was like, "This feels like the NXT that I came up in." And then later on, when we see Trick on the on the show on Raw, I was like, "Oh, oh, lot of momentum behind NXT." Yeah, like the likes of which we haven't seen probably since like the glory days mm. of NXT. Yeah, like we ha- like this has got more momentum than it had during the Wednesday Night War. Big time. I think there's a lot of momentum behind NXT at the moment. It's doing yeah. some great stuff. Uh, and they showed a photo of the injury that Becky got, which was gross. Yucky. Which means that they were postponing Tegan Knox's match. So here was the other weird bit that I thought. Because they said, well, Tegan, you can't have your match now. We're going to do that at another point. You know, you're going to do you versus Becky for the NXT Women's Championship. Like next week. Basically, something. when Becky is fine. Yeah. In the same breath, announced that Becky Lynch is going to be on NXT tonight to find her next challenger. Yeah, it's te- we've just set up it's Tegan Knox. Mm. It is that it is that thing that you you've pointed out an awful lot, and it is accurate. Of well, you're you're giving us the you're giving us the result. Like it's one thing for the champ to say I'm going to show up every single week. It's another thing to say you have a title shot, uh, but Becky is on the lookout for other challenges, which means you're probably not going to win it. Kind yeah. of thing um it's 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 an odd thing or or it's becky is gonna lose the belt and tegan's just gonna face becky but for not the belt right odd yeah very odd bronson reed then squashed oh, wait, alexander because sorry. this is my oh, sorry wait, i had another we had the another chelsea bit. green bits well but but first um two things first of all if i was booking the show uh, and and judging by their blatant use of my pitches lately i probably am um i would lean into this for tegan knox to give tegan knox a bit of a character because at the moment she's just i hello i'm tegan knox Plongy fakad, I've learned I learned a Welsh word over the weekend. Plongy, plongy fakiadai means congratulations. I don't. Plongy fakiadai. I could tell because you were doing a lot of t- uh, Welsh Instagramming over the weekend. I'm trying to lean in. Yeah. One day I'm going to become prime minister and I'll be able to speak Welsh. I'll bring everyone back together. So I yeah uh, I tried to learn Welsh for my wedding. It's a lot. Oh, it's a lot. There's a lot, and there are so many different Welshes. Yeah. And then my uh, wife's aunt asked me like well, why don't you come to us to for uh, you know help on this i was like because there's only three of you that can speak well yeah. which means i've only been doing it to you three so yeah you'll have already heard what i had to say i think if you speak welsh and then you play it backwards it's just english it's a lot of things just reversed mm. i don't have any evidence of that but i'm gonna think my favorite I, I one think if anyone wrote any word down they would find that's not true <laughs> my favorite thing with welsh is uh, especially a lot of the more the newer words where they've there isn't like an ancient word for it, so they sort of Welshify. I think they call it. I don't. I don't know this. I'm not one. I think they call it Wenglish. So in case that's offensive to the people of Wales, um, I really respect you and um, company and all the rest. Uh, company and Biff. Um, but there's a word. They they print both Welsh and English together on everything, mm-hmm. so that Araf. You know, yeah. So my favourite of that is uh, the word for bus, which is just bus with a w mm. and on the bus lane they've got bus with a w and then underneath it bus with a u i feel like that's unnecessary i'm just gonna say it anyway point being we should message here being like you butchered that dan i love you but stay out of wales i'm working on it <laughs> i promise i'm trying it's a hard language no no dan you've been told you're not allowed back, I'm not allowed in wales, back no. into wales well, yeah you've been told to stay out of wales <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit difficult for me i'll be honest with you um but yes, anyway, you're talking about Tegan Knox. I'm talking about Tegan Knox, who is Welsh. That's why we were there. Anyway, good. Which you always forget until she opens up her mouth and she's like, "Hello." Like, oh my god, yeah, you are. Welsh, I'd like to take you? on Becky Lynch at some point, um, but that's kind of the whole character, right? Let her be a little bit like, 
oh, Natty stepped over me and I was stupid to let her have a go. Now this has happened and I get it, Becky's injured, but I really, I'm getting a bit, she's going to NXT. She's looking for other people. Hmm, Lena, give her a bit of bite. Give her a little bit of something. No, because her and Natty are friends now. No, we'll get to that. But like, remember how Becky's broken nose pushed her into the next level and it was like making mountains out of molehills and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, do it. Lean into it. Use that. She's stuff. just a happy-go-lucky girl from the valleys. From the valleys. Um, also, Adam Pierce. Uh, <laughs> so he said it at the opening, and he said it again here when he was talking. Because Chelsea Green comes in and says, uh, "You're not championship material, but I am." Um, and Piper's nowhere to be seen. Um, she was on the show in this segment. She wasn't. Oh no. Um, and then Adam Pierce is like, "Well, how about you two have a match?" That is official. Yeah, he's trying to get over his new catchphrase. He's <laughs> desperately trying to make fetch happen. I see you. <laughs> Adam Pierce looked at www.shop.com and <laughs> was like, like the Adam there's Pierce no Adam Pierce t-shirt, is there? <laughs> Look, if it becomes a t-shirt, I will buy one. No, you won't. <laughs> Bronson Reed squashed Cedric Alexander. Poor old Cedric got the job of treatment with no entrance. <laughs> yep. Um, it was okay. Yep. Uh, Drew then told Adam Pierce that he doesn't want to do miss. He basically said, oh, I, did, I did miss TV last week. I'm, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Honestly, why did you, why did you book this? Mm. And Adam Pierce was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, honestly, fair, honestly, yeah. fair, and that's official. Uh, you, you don't have to anymore. You can just go out there and just do your own promo instead. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Tommaso Champa and Gunther contract signing. I like Champa's promo and all of this, big time. Also, like I like Gunther's promo. Yeah, I love his like, shoes with no socks. It was like he had his loafers. Yeah, it was like you see now I'm dressed. I'm a champion. State of you. Absolute state of you. Also, they're really, really setting up the future is now and the future of the future is now because they're all mentioning their kids at the moment. They're all setting up the Nepo baby NXT of 2036. The Judgment Day were hanging out backstage um, and this is where JD trying to sort of step up and Priest was going to throw him out again, but he came up with the genius plan on how the Judgment Day are going to unravel this group of good lads. They're going to make them not trust Jey Uso. Mm. That's going to be tricky. That's going to be a tricky task. But they all went like, we hadn't thought. Do you know what? He's nailed it. He's absolutely nailed that. I hadn't thought. (laughs) Actually, what happened was Damian Priest goes, "I'm going to have to think about it." But that is a good (laughs) idea. But mm, let me just go and check my notes. Let me just. I mean, could try that. Yeah, could work. But yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We then got uh, Xavier Woods uh, taking on Ivar of mm-hmm. the Viking Raiders. Um, this wasn't given as much time as the Kofi match did a couple of weeks ago, and ergo, it was almost half as good uh, right. as that. But it was still very, very good. Yes, it was. Um, I think Ivar like lifts in. There was a bit in the corner where he lifts himself up just to do a sit down splash, yeah. which I really loved. Ivar's honestly, actually, Eric getting injured has done always wonders for Ivar. Ivar. Because then you also had a moment where Woods gets him up for the Death Valley Driver, and that yeah. was a huge part for me. Um, I think there are just some quite good wrestlers in WWE. I think there are people who are doing way better Welsh than you are. That's because they're writing it down. No, no, no. It's just like so. Our, you know, our mod mother here, her last name is of Welsh origin. What's that, then? Welsh? Yeah. She's just better at it than you are. It's easier to write Welsh than it is to say it. And she's from Pittsburgh. Dalati. It's from Pittsburgh. I don't even know where that is. Do you know what my name? Leighton's not my real surname. Um, (laughs) Plot twist. Uh, Because my real surname was taken by another actor on Spotlight. Um, My real name means bog dweller. (laughs) (laughs) When England were in the semi-finals of the World Cup, they put out this massive thing being like, the National Trust were like, here's the origins of everyone's surnames. And people were like, 
oh man of truth or like i don't know what your yours is irish feels like uh, i think it's oh, welsh welsh yeah well, from cowan i think hang on my face but um my yeah uh, my real sentence was like oh i wonder what it, i wonder what the meaning of it is bog dweller <laughs> well thank you national trust <laughs> No wonder I changed it. My mother's uh, side is Irish. Right. Um, okay. Because they were uh, a lot of Irish twins. Um, my mum is the oldest of five and she has got uh, six siblings. Jesus, where? She was, no, she was the oldest at five. Right. right. With six. And then her mother passed away. Oh. Um, but yeah, and she'd had six siblings by that point. Yeah. I uh, traced my family back, six generations, all from the same place in Cheadle. The same bog, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this featured one of my favorite finishes in the world of professional wrestling, which is that someone wins, so the other person beats them down and then walks away like, who's the real winner? And I'm like, that guy, because mm. they won the match. He did do a double moonsault on him. I mean, the cheek, Look. the gall, the nerve, the audacity, and the gumption. Yeah, so what he did is that he beat up both of them, and he laid them on top of each other and hit his moonsault, which looked like it sucked oh, to take. Lovely. But it, and it was very funny, but I was thinking, like, who's the real winner? Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is the real yeah. winner because he beat you. Um, this is how great WWE's video package department <laughs> is. With nothing but pre-existing footage, they made this feud between Seth and Nakamura look like it was awesome. Can I make a confession? I skipped it because <laughs> this is how bad WWE's booking has been. I didn't care. I'll watch it again at Fastlane. They'll just play the exact same thing. Um, Seth uh, came out for a promo. It was at this point I, I went to Cage Match. I was like, how much wrestling has there been on this right. show? And it was like a 90 minutes into the show. I was like, there's only been 20 minutes of wrestling in 90 minutes. Anyway, um, this was, a, like I say, to put over Michael Cole. Oh yeah, big time. Because they mentioned and it works. Michael Cole's <laughs> been here for 26 years and only had two days off. The band's never had a holiday. Yeah, like so with that. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't had a week off. I guess it's probably because you know he was used to be a proper journalist. Yeah, so he's probably done a lot of like traveling. Then he's just, just like, I'm actually, and I've I, I traveled with this. Job. This is the thing. I I did put myself in that shoe, and I was like, if I was the commentator on Raw and I got to go to a different place every week and then go home, I probably, yeah, I'll just have holidays elsewhere. Mm. That was lovely. That sounds great. I'd be there every week. Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, quite nice. And then um, Seth did the whole like, oh, I do this for my kid and mm. I do this because I love the sport of wrestling and dee 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 dee. And then uh, he said, I, I know those are just words, but it's more than words. It's a, it's a feeling. And this feeling that you're feeling, it's a real feeling. <laughs> There's a man in the front row with a shirt that said, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you, were, if you bought a t-shirt that says that, you're probably a bit of a dickhead. Be nice. Um, Nakamura appeared on the video screen, yeah. which gave uh, Michael Cole enough time to get back to the commentary desk so he could do a bit of commentary. Yeah. Uh, and then it was a distraction because he attacked Seth from uh, behind, and then the video uh, Nakamura started counting to 10. Mm. But Seth got back up, so Nakamura threw him down again, and the video counted to 10 again. But Nak Seth got up, so Nakamura hit him, uh, did a backdrop onto the chair and hit Kinshasa, and then he counted to 10 very quickly, posed with the belt. This is lovely, simple, go-home angle. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. It gets over the stipulation of the match. Mm -hmm. It gets over that Nakamura has got the tools in order to win. But crucially, Nakamura had to count quickly, which means he hasn't given away a finish. He had to forcibly count to 10, and Seth was already starting to get up. And he posed with the belt. I thought this did a lot and achieved all of it. I'm still not interested in the match. Well, yeah. But on paper, this is a very effective go-home angle thumbs up 
except we need to talk to production about how subtitles work because half the time it was cutting away from the video to look at Seth while the new sentence was coming on screen. And I was like, oh, what, what does it say? I, I need time to read it before we... Oh, you've got away again. Okay, grand. So like, if we could just... We can do the reactions between the sentences. Thank you very much, production. Uh, Tegan and Becky had a chat about that match that they're going to have real soon, unless, of course, Becky finds a different challenger. And this is where Natalia walked up and said, do you know what? I think we should actually be friends. It was quite odd. Yep. Natalia at this stage has had more face and heel turns than Big Show. She's and, going for another Guinness World Record. And, the, and, and that actually played into our next match, our only women's match on the show, Chelsea Green versus Tegan Knox. This match went two minutes and five seconds. Tegan did not get over into this match. And Natty came out to stop Piper Niven from distracting, and Tegan won. And then they hugged afterward. So Tegan is already moving away from Becky Lynch to go after the women's tag titles. I don't want to... Um, well, I do want to. I want to ding it for being a short match. But... All the other matches were short as well, except for the main event. Okay, so, um, so th- there was a, a comment left on last week's video. Uh-oh. And I think this, this tells you everything you need to know about YouTube comments. Right. And I love you all. <laughs> I do want to stress but that. Please continue to comment. It's great for the algorithm. And I do appreciate it. And I actually, you know what, even in the live chat where people like bury me and stuff like that, like, I don't, you know, it's good. I, I, everyone's entitled to their opinions. And I like people being able to share opinions. I like the fact that we've been able to give a lot of people just a mm. chance to chat about wrestling and get their thoughts out there. I think that's a, a great thing. And the YouTube comments are part of that. But in last week's show, where I was like, this is a, a brilliant five out of five show. Like, this is one of the best roars of the year. Every comment was like, I can't believe Luke didn't like this segment. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, cool. So I spent every part of it being like, but I didn't like the Tegan Knox segment. So there's like five comments being like, Luke's an idiot because he didn't like yeah. this segment. Can't believe it. How dare he not like that segment? Anyway, someone left a comment about the Tegan Knox thing, being like, I don't know what you want them to do. You can't just have 15 minute bangers every week. And I'm like, Yes, they can. can. <laughs> like, that's that's not an show. argument. Like, if you like, want to. It's just, I think this is the thing. I almost want at some point to do, like, I want to sit everybody down for a sermon and I have a little cork board with the, the show beats and the ad breaks all laid out. And be like, this is what the show looks like. By tweaking this and putting this here yeah. and letting this happen here, you can create space for these matches to take place. It's actually very simple. I, I, I read that comment and I saw a pause and I was like, yeah, they can. Yeah. And then I turned to Tim and was like, Tim, is my mad here? And then Tim was ready. He was like, they could easily yeah. do that. Like, yeah. that's what you should be doing. Yeah. And I- you want to be, there are some functional matches that you have to get to progress the story on weekly television, but there's no reason why you can't chuck a load of minutes and give them, a, give them time to really represent. You're clearly trying to get Tegan Knox over. Mm. Like that is that's the aim of this is to get Tegan Knox over. That's a good thing to do, yes. by the way, because yes. Tegan Knox is a great talent. She has wrestled for four minutes across two weeks. Mm. That's not going to get someone over. Not only that, they're f- four minutes competitive. Yeah. This was a competitive two-minute match. It's not going to get her over. Like, Chad Gable got over because, A, wrestling consistently, but B, wrestling long and showing off what you can do. If you're doing that in 90 seconds, it does not get over. Mm. And I, I, I called last week an abject failure, and I will say it again. It's an abject failure because because look what happened. This crowd did not respond to this segment at all. And why should they? I think abject failure is a little harsh. No, I, I, I'm only saying that because the aim of this is to get Tegan Knox over and she's not over. And that's now that's now two weeks where you've not gotten her over. That mm. is an abject failure. I just think, I don't know. It's just this thing of like, it's only been a couple of weeks. I think... 
I, four I, minutes? Give me a second. I'm <laughs> my sentence here. Goodness me, someone's feeling spicy today. <laughs> of course I'm feeling spicy though. I'm next to you. And Tony Khan's over there. He's, over, <laughs> he's with a big pile of cash being like, yes, bury them more. I'm like, <laughs> you haven't said anything bad about this show for a while. <laughs> Say something bad. And it's the women's division. Um, <laughs> show them why I don't care about women's wrestling. Um... No, it, it, the, the frustrating thing is, I think it's like it's it's. I'm. They don't get the opportunities. So when they do come out, and they yes, it is competitive, but they do show some good stuff. I wish they had more time. When it, it's it's the idea of it being an abject failure, it's who the failure then gets put on someone like Tegan Knox. I think not by you. I'm no. I know you're not saying that, but the failure when we talk about these things as being a failure and they're not over, it kind of pushes Tegan Knox out of the way a little bit, and it frustrates me because it's like. They're really good. Like, they're good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And this idea is that, and it's people do pop it in the comments and people do say it in the chat and people do tweet it at me some, for some reason, that thinking that they're going to get one over when they tweet it at me, saying that people don't care about women's wrestling and objectively women's wrestling isn't as good. And I'm here to tell you it's bullshit because there are 52% of the population is made up of women. A lot of them, especially the ones who are wrestling fans, care about women's wrestling and, and equal representation. And the reality of the situation is as long as women's wrestling is presented in four-minute bursts, uh, with with not a lot of time given to it, you aren't going to convince people that it's worth paying that attention to. You aren't going to, and then and then it's like, well, see, it's this thing we've always said about in AEW's division, which is like, well, you know, they don't get over, they're not over, they're not merging. Well, because you're not giving them the opportunity to get over, and that's where it's frustrating. I'm, I, it's too early for me to call it an abject failure. That's I think why I'm st I'm stuck on those words. I think she's only had two matches on Raw since being drafted to raw so like give her a minute Can, okay counter counterpoint yeah. uh, and i will use aew as an example here so, uh, onto the, the point you made earlier those people are never going to have their minds changed right yeah because you can literally give them statistics that show that what they're saying is not true mm. like you know um julia hart segments on collision are drawing higher than other people's segments mm. becky lynch versus tiffany stratton is doing better numbers than other things yeah. in nxt a lot of that's partly down to becky lynch but that's also tiffany stratton mm -hmm. as well uh, the counter to your point aew and this is aew we're talking about got julia hart over in two weeks mm -hmm. and to the point where at wrestle dream she was among the most over things on that show mm. and the crowd was as hot for her as they were for brian danielson and zach sabre jr having their match mm. because they gave her some time and they got her over in a couple of weeks and if AEW can get someone over mm. in, in, the, in their women's division that they don't care about, that means I don't think this is working. Mm. And, it's, and again, that's a fair counter. nothing on, on Tegan Knox. Mm. And anytime I say, like, that, that's not getting them over, it's not on them. Mm. It is on the people in charge that are not, getting the, not giving them the opportunity to get over. Yeah. I think that's the distinction, though, that we... we know when we talk about it but the, the wider commentary act yeah. of the people in the comments don't really think about it also, they, a, they put the blame on the people so it's a two minute match mm. and it's your one women's match on the card yeah that's bollocks Drew McIntyre came out for a promo and it was interrupted by The Miz may as well have just done Miz TV then and uh, it led oh, okay I, no do you know what I am indifferent on the Miz segment. <laughs> then uh, Drew McIntyre beat the Miz in a match that went longer than the Tegan Knox match, yeah. even though the Miz was in a suit doing comedy. Yeah, look, even I'll concede. I, I, I am allowed in like opinions on the Miz, and even I'll concede this was 
rubbish. <laughs> like, this was not great. Oh, look, he's finally come around. Uh, it's not the Miz's fault. Uh, well, what did we just say about it? It's the people booking, not the people in the ring. Uh, no, it was like, he just came out, he basically said it like he didn't listen to what Drew said. Uh, the, ultimately, this segment was designed to get um, over this new McIntyre uh, change. This, the, it, 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 he went to do the Claymore, he did the 3 two, one which is the crowd popper, and then just didn't give it to them. Followed up with the First of all, he got out his sword like he was about to behead the Miz. Then he went over to pull off the... Um, he did to distract the referee so he could continue removing the turnbuckle that the Miz, the heel, had The heel started. had done, which is a heel thing. And then he used, objectively, a less good finish to, like, you know, it's like, I'm not going to give you the move you want to see. It's like when Chris Jericho um, turned heel and went full Nick Bockwinkle in 2007-8. Mm. He wanted to change his theme tune. He wanted to change his entrance. He wanted to change everything about his presentation so that you... Like, the Dudley boys did it once when they were like, we're going to be heels now. We're not going to get the tables out for you. And then they gave up on it. But the idea being that you want to see this, well, I'm not going to give it to you. That's what a heel should do. Um, and then he says, like, oh, I said sorry now. I'm forgiven. And, and goes away. And that's kind of like a shot at the idea that just because Jay said sorry, he should be forgiven. I thought... That part of it was actually really effective. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the lead up to it, though, was nonsense. The Miz promo? Yeah. When he went... <laughs> I was like, that was the moment where I went, oh, Luke's... <laughs> Luke's not liking that. I laughed, but, you know... I, honestly, I've made no notes on it. Actually, <laughs> my note on this was... Uh, and this is this is very WWE. The crowd really enjoyed Shut Up, Miz. Yeah, last week. They, so they were like, well, let's just do that segment again. 26 then, times. Because then we can, like, that's going to be the new over thing that we're going to do in every city we go to, and everyone's going to enjoy doing Shut Up, Miz. It's really funny how much they love things that get over organically, unless it's a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Drew McIntyre in this. I thought he was very, very yeah. good. Uh, and then we got a recap of Dom losing his title to Trick Williams and not Kathy interviewed Trick Williams. So I thought he actually did a really decent he little promo looks here. Great. Looked he great looked great. Him. He delivered yeah. it great. Dominic and Judgment Day walked up to announce that, yeah, it's Dom versus Trick on NXT tonight, but Dominic won't be alone. The rest of Judgment Day will be there. Mm -hmm. like, hmm, Judgment Day and Becky Lynch on the show. Is it TV rights negotiation season yeah. by any chance? <laughs> because, and, uh, honestly, have at it. it absolutely you should do it should be doing this more often anyway yeah but the idea is like they can you know this show should really do a good number you can go to usa or potentially other suitors mm. and tell them look we can get as good as ratings as the company that just got a billion dollar deal for the same numbers so we also want a billion dollars mm. and to go back to what we were talking about a little bit with the idea of taking knocks and not being given the time and things like that there is an argument that i suppose you could make where you're like well you're giving these developmental titles to actually massive stars and is that like detracting from nxt or whatever the counter to that is something that becky's talked about a lot recently which is that women of her generation didn't have the people who had like paved the way to wrestle with because a lot of those women first of all weren't given you know, they weren't treated very seriously. They weren't trained very seriously, with the exception of your Litas and your Trishes who, and your Molly Hollies and Beth Phoenix. There was always a handful. The, Ivory Jacqueline. The majority of them were fitness models yeah. that you then taught how to wrestle. 
And the ones and, who weren't and, were gone and not given the respect. And you train them to wrestle 90 second matches yeah. in evening gowns or in pools of gravy. Whereas you're like, Kevin Owens could come up and have a program with John Cena immediately. Or like, you know, to, to, and Kevin Owens had great pedigree anyway, but then it's like, well, now you know the WWE style and now you're ready for the big time well, with John Cena. It's more or less a case of, I put you in the ring with a massive star yeah. and it makes you look a same level of star. And that's what's happened with Tiffany Stratton. For mm-hmm. me. Like yeah. Becky went, I'm going to use my Becky Lynchdom to go down to NXT and showcase all of these women and, and give them ring time and did it with... Did she have a match with Live Valkyrie or was that... Uh, she was in the corner of Live Valkyrie. Right. Yeah. Or it might have done a tag match. I can't quite remember now. Right. Um, but I just... Lyra Valkyria and Taya Valkyrie became one in my head for a second there. Um, but yeah, like she's she's doing that. That's what the, the, the intention has been for Tegan Knox for the past two weeks is for her to have a, a decent showcase against Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um... The same, but Tiffany Stratton looks like an absolute star. She's as awesome. a result of this. I, I haven't even seen the match yet, and it, from the way people are speaking about her, my I completely agree with you. For, for Tiffany was like already on the cusp yeah. of like everyone was kind of paying attention to her. A lot, I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of people were paying attention to the great work that Tiffany mm. was doing as champion. Becky Lynch has just pushed it into the next level. Like yeah, that's what and, it should do. And it's not even like incremental. It was like a poof, like honestly jumped up five levels in terms of like now people are gifting her, you know, the prettiest moonsault ever. Mm. Then there was this big debate over the weekend of just like who had the better moonsault? Is it Tiffany Stratton or is it uh Julia Hart? Mm. Again, that's more of that Julia Hart is just like they've done a really good job of getting her over the last few weeks. And like, really, I don't think it's much of a question. I, I, they're both very nice. Yeah. If you ha- put a gun to my head, I would say there's Tiffany Strands. Have you yeah. seen it? It's like the Christ- hang time on it. Well, it's, it's also, it's Christopher Daniels moonsault, but with an extra jump. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's literally the best moonsault ever plus one. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a better moonsault ever. Um, Whereas like Julia Hartz is like, I feel like she's going to crack her face on the top turnbuckle because she gets no <laughs> distance. Um, but it's, I, I think Becky's done amazing work for her in particular. Mm. And if she stays as champion and she can get back fit and healthy soon, she can do it with loads of other people yeah. down there. It is not nothing but good things. Remember when she went down there and she went inside, we were like, oh, burying the division. Nope. nope. Absolutely not at all. Opposite. She is helping that division massively. Yeah. And that's I think that's why it feels more like old nxt to me because it does feel like the future is now it yeah. does feel I, I looked at trick williams bring this title out and i went oh and then mentioned Ilya dragunov in the match with gunther and yeah. champa and i was like yeah this feels this like this is what we've been future. asking for nxt for years we were asking for this in 2015 it was like yeah. why isn't there more integration because vince didn't know what it was well, yeah. but it was like why aren't we doing more integration mm. and then i was like this is what you should be doing with nxt it's mm. so, kind of what they did in the early days of ecw when they relaunched that so yeah. it was just like you know the, every few years like batista's on the show rick flair's on the show mm. the great carly's gonna be on the show john cena's on the show for like the first four weeks edge was on the show for the first five weeks mm. you're using these main roster stars to get over some of these newer guys mm. that's exactly what you should be doing with this and i think it's, it's a big old thumbs up from me that's a fun dudley boys thing sure. um because you mentioned them earlier yeah. about like you know wanted to be heels didn't want merch in ecw you know merch was like a big thing like we're heels we shouldn't have merch why why would i want people to buy my t-shirt mm. and at barely legal 97 which is their first pay-per-view that you know the whole thing was kind of built around terry funk spoilers terry funk wins the title on that show they had an honorary dinner for Terry Funk the night before. Mm. Paul Heyman specifically requested, and they agreed to this, that the Dudley boys shouldn't be there because <gasps> they're the baddies. Wow. And they shouldn't be at an honorary dinner for yeah. Terry Funk. So like the Dudleys and Joel Gertner and like, you know, sign guy Dudley. And oh, I think Big Dick might have been in prison, but like, you know, <laughs> but I was like, they, they are not going there. 
because they're heels. Mm. And they don't want to be, don't want anyone to see me. Like, what if they see me having a chat with Tommy Dreamer? Kayfabe, brother. <laughs> exactly. You don't get heels like that. <laughs> and the last thing Because we, we cheer them. That's why. <laughs> and the last thing we get to talk about here, what a, I mean, I get, get him on the show, I guess, but Cody Rhodes came out for a promo where he said literally nothing. Apart from, it was like, I'm going to be on SmackDown. Brand split, LOL. And I was like, that was it. Could have been a tweet. <laughs> it's proper, like, yeah, could have been an email. Yeah, but I don't know why we need to actually get onto a Zoom for this. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Time filler. Got to see uh, Jackie's full outfit though. It was very nice. I'd just say you could probably give him this time to Tegan Knox. Yeah, love it. Um, That's what I'm talking about. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like it's using your time better. If you have the, even if you have this promo backstage where there's no entrance necessary, you get because we've already had Cody in the in the. Yes, but then you, the crowd don't get to go, whoa. And they and, cut them off earlier on at the start. Yeah, you see that. And you might not be able, you know, we don't know the next time they're going to be in that town to be able to do yeah. the whoa. So you need to be able to give them. Like when we watch um, 2000s Raw, mm. every single show has Too Cool and Rikishi yes, doing the dance to... because they're like, well, Boston didn't, has, didn't get to do it last yeah. week because it was, I'm trying to think of another American town. Providence. Bumble Balls. Uh, you know, Bumble Balls Florida got to do it last week. It was beautiful this time of year. <laughs> but, you know, so it's Boston this week, and then we need to go to Doodly D, the other, you know, over in Michigan. So, like, you know, the, so every week. could be a place in Michigan. Every week you need to do Too Cool and Rikishi doing yeah. the dance. Every week you need to have Cody come out so you can at least, so the crowd can go, whoa. You need to have every, you know, Dominic come out so the crowd can boo. So let him do it at the beginning and give 50 more seconds to take a knocks. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was the uh, that was the show. Yeah, I thought it was a, a totally fine episode of the show with a very very good main event. I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. I I I see as we walked through, I do see the criticism, and I think some of them are quite fair. But um, generally speaking, while I was sat watching the show, I enjoyed all the segments. I enjoyed what they achieved. I enjoyed what the they set out to do, and I thought they all delivered. I thought the Judgment Day stuff delivered. I thought the um, Drew stuff really delivered. I thought the uh, the main event was absolutely banging. It's a thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. So someone there, like, Joel Gertner was a heel. Of course he was a heel. I don't he was know a... who that is. Joel Gertner, the quintessential stud muffin. Oh. Oh, man. You've got Joel Gertner promos. Like, when I was a teenager, like, Joel Gertner promos were my jam. I thought he was the funniest dude. He was a proper greasy looking dude. Mm. Me and Tempest on the, the WrestleTalk Extra episode we did, he said he looks like the guy that sort of, you know, you, you will see him down at a strip club, but he thinks that the women do actually like him. <laughs> <laughs> wears a suit, but no, wears a suit, but no shirt, and he's really hairy, and he's just like, oh, he's gross, but he's great. Love Joel Gertner. Joel, if you're watching, hello. You are, I think you were great. Anyway, let's get into the rest of your uh, Alf Chats. Actually, oh, sorry. I've completely forgotten. Hold on one second. You stop there a second. Where are you going? Well, I I hate it when he does these shoot things on me because I'm always a little bit... Hello! We've got a book. Oh, a book? We've got a brand new book. Wrestling Unmasked. Ripping the mask off the crime, politics, and intrigue beyond the ring. And do you know what? Why don't you just take my word for it? Take this word for it. Man, I wish this book went behind the curtain and showed me all the fascinating aspects of wrestling we fans don't get to see in the ring. I know what Tempest's thinking. He's thinking he wishes his book took a deep dive into some of wrestling's biggest controversies, giving insights into the murkier side of the sport we know and love. I know that look in Pete's eyes. 
He's keen to know more about the ongoing controversy of unionization in wrestling. And his right eye is even more keen to delve into the issues that have shaped the modern pro wrestling landscape. Man, Tempest is really staring at me. Wait, maybe he's wishing his book critiqued wrestling's institutions and was more of a testament to those who fight not just inside the ring, but outside the ring too. Huh. I wish I could read. Gentlemen. God? What? No, guys. It's me, Dave Bradshaw, the voice of British wrestling and, nay, the world. I've been listening to your internal monologues, and I think I have the answer to all your prayers. I told you he was God. Get WrestleTalk's brand new book, Wrestling Unmasked, straight from the pages of WrestleTalk magazine. Wrestling Unmasked is a must-read for all wrestling fans. Head on over to Amazon to pick up your copy now by clicking on the link in the video description below and prepare for your understanding of the wrestling world to be turned upside down. Luke, your book is upside down. Never mind. That's right, that book is available right now on Amazon. Click the link that our moderators will be spamming in the chat. But not only that. Sorry, you're so engrossed in the book. What not if only I, what? What if I was to tell you that you can get this book for only £5 on Kindle until the end of the week? Absolutely bargain. What if I was to tell you that you could get a free copy of it? What if I was to tell you you could get a... a not that one. Okay. That needs to stay here. All right. What if I could tell you you could get a free copy of it that's signed... By the Wrestle Talk team, huge. That would probably include you. <laughs> we don't know. Freelance, <laughs> invited to the party, but not to the after party. It depends if you're in the office. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's you know, if we're signing them on a Tuesday, then yeah, we'll have you sign it. Brilliant. But if it's on you know a Thursday when you're not here, well, that's what I like to drop in now and again to keep you on your toes. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to enter in our competition, support at WrestleTalk.com with a subject heading, I would like a free book, please. We are going to be picking out uh, the winners of that at random next week. This time next week, we'll be announcing the winners. We're giving away five signed copies of the book. So get your emails across. Can I put over Dave Bradshaw briefly? Um, Of course you can. I'm always here for putting over Dave Bradshaw. He's just really smart and really, uh, he writes brilliantly. So um, do it. I'm also going to shout out um, Dave Bradshaw because I mentioned the ZX Spectrum uh, Mm. earlier in the office and no one had a clue what I was talking about. But Dave just went, I know. Dave knows everything. I have no idea what you just said. ZX Spectrum. ZX Spectrum, a specky. That sounds like that. That to me sounds like uh, an arena in (laughs) Lexington, Kentucky. That's what I'm talking about. ZX. Here we are from Monday Night Raw, the ZX Spectrum in Lexington, Kentucky. Like, do you want to, do you want to be the KFC Yum Center? Like, <laughs> no. Ugh. Anyway, let's get into the rest of your Alpha chats, and Ben Vlerick is going to kick things off with said, so, Gunther's icy title match with Gable was the Raw after payback now the one with champers the raw before Fastlane, does triple h not want him to defend the title on pay-per-view or just not on b pay-per-views great for raw but it makes those b pay-per-views even more b tier triple h most likely means well having good to have great title matches on raw and only defending on important pay-per-views but it still rubs me the wrong way i wanted that match of Fastlane, but it's not on 
actual pay-per-view, so they got my money already, I guess. I'm just going to point out... I'm not trying to call you out, Ben Valeric. I, I, I see what point you're making, and it is something that I thought about when they pointed out that this match... They, they seem to say, like, do you know what happened on Raw or whatever? They didn't even really seem to mention Fastlane at any point as a, as a potential place for this to go, so I did have that thought as well. What you've just said here was, it rubs me the wrong way because I wanted the match on Fastlane, but we got it on Raw instead you still got the match. Like, we mm. we got the match, and there is an argument to be made about the adverts in the middle of it disrupting the flow. That does sometimes feel secondary. There is something about a pay-per-view shine that does um, make the match mean something. So I do understand that part of it as well. But A, at least we got the match, and B, the other thing that's really interested in interested me about what you've written here is great for Raw, but it makes these B pay-per-views feel even more B-tier. The lack of an intercontinental title match makes a pay-per-view feel less isn't that interesting when that belt was not defended on paper maybe it's continuing the long tradition of the intercontinental title not being defended at pay-per-views but um yeah i i just find that a really interesting thought the idea that gunther has built this belt so much that its absence on a pay-per-view makes it feel less than which you know i think you could say for the same with seth mm. like if seth wasn't on this i don't think it would be like oh that's maybe i feel like a b show i mean, i don't think that's going to be the main event no well no the tag match is going to be the main event exactly yeah Cody, of course. Um, I mean, yeah. Bizarro Big L said, appreciate the review, guys, but I'm glad I missed Raw. Not, uh, that much talking is straight up <laughs> bollocks. I'm still singing Metalingus, and I just want better matches overall. The repeat storylines and the one group juggling the majority of the gold is still getting tiring. Jam that jam. Bizarro Big L, watch the main event. Yeah. Because it was really good. Do. Bailey R said, can we mention how Michael Cole has only missed two shows in 26 years? The man's work dedication is absolutely insane. Getting his flowers is nice to see. Yeah, I go back to watch some of that Cruiserweight Classic where the, the shackles were off a little bit for him. The UK tournament as well. Yeah. It was great. Him time. and Nige working together on that yeah. was really, really good. Um, I've uh, only had two sick days in my, uh, my time here. Yeah. Have you ever taken, not even any time here, have you ever taken off a sick day just for lols? No, no, I, I, the two times I've not been able to come in, I was like, I actually came in on one of the days that oh. I, and I was then sent home because I was like feverish. And they were like, you should not be here. So I had that home. as well. I went to work once and they were like, you're green. I was like, but there's only four of us on shift. And they were yeah. like, don't care. It'll be well, none said, of us I, if you stay. I came <laughs> in, I was like, well, who will rush you raw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I want to do is go into a small windowless room and sit right next to someone else for hours. <laughs> and it's like, no, go Go home. away. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's probably for the best that I go home, actually. <laughs> Homestar fan here said, really excited to see Gargano back, but I feel like this match and moment should have been at the pay-per-view. The card feels like a lot of nothing, and I feel like a Gunther match would have been a great addition to the show. Only five matches on the card. Mm. Uh, we'll have our fast lane predictions going up tomorrow. York Master here says, top guy in WWE is Roman. When WWE is in a rut, AW. Sorry, when AEW was in a rut, Moxley got them out of it. Gunther is top champ on Raw. Becky main evented WrestleMania, not Seth. When he got top prize as a face, he crumbled. Seth wants to be seen as so bad, but the best he can be is Triple H. Damn, Dad. Is that what your dad said that? I'm confused by the... by the Who said this? Because it's in quotation marks. Well, I'm assuming Dad. His dad. York Master's dad said Or did that. you say that at some point because you're DAD? Oh, I, I don't think I've ever said that. I mean, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, oh, that's like so I. I'm, I'm talking about WrestleTalk Extra a lot, but I just called Shane Douglas the Triple H of ECW, <laughs> <laughs> always having the longest match, and it's the worst one. And um, I see, yeah, Seth wants to be the top guy so bad, but at best he's Triple H. The thing, well, that's I mean, I I, I love Triple H, so uh, I'm too biased to really say anything about it. Um, that's what he Tony Khan sat over there in one corner, <laughs> and Triple H is in the other one. 
Um, <laughs> they're both just staring daggers at. They See get nice on. things about me. Well, yeah. Once the show's finished, they go off for a Starbucks together. They have a great time. Yeah, well, they, they, they just want to pit us against each other. Yeah, they teleport away. Yeah, happy days. Um, but yeah, it's a, it is fascinating when Seth Seth Rollins has made the, the top baby face. He remains one of the top five workers that company has. Like in ring work, I don't think he is anymore. Honestly, you and know, I, I talked about this before, but there was a period of time where I would have said, yeah, he's top five in the whole mm-hmm. company. I don't think he's top. Do you think he's been leapfrogged at this point? I don't think he's top ten. Wow. I think there are a lot Brutal. of people in that company. Name that are... them. Gunther. He's going to do it. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Ilya Dragunov, and Tyler Bate is, is doing better work than, than Seth Rollins is. Who else we got here? You're missing one quite big one. Well, actually, it's quite short. Chad Gable. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that little shorty G. I remembered shorty G yesterday, and I was like, Jesus. Have I said Gunther yet? Yeah, you said him right. Yeah, right. Of course, of course, I said him right at the beginning. Yeah. And I've only really done Raw. I haven't yeah. even done SmackDown yet. Ellie Knight, actually, no, and I say Ellie Knight's a better worker than he's just more over than than he is at the moment. Balor, mm-hmm. probably Priest. I think he's doing better work than than Seth is at the moment. In ring again, I, I'm just I'm only on Raw at the moment. Um, Jey Uso, I think he's a better in ring worker there than, you go. than Seth Rollins is. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating how that comes about. Yeah. I, 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 when I mean, everyone I, else, honestly, I could say like a, a Pete Dunn. Right. Pete Dunn's a better worker than. Seth when everyone else starts raising their game, you kind of have to raise yours along with it, especially if you are the face of the company. Um, I really think he. I don't think. I, I don't think there are many people who care about it as much as he does. No. Do you know, he's passionate. Really sure. passionate. Really passionate. And that's sure. why I'm like frustrated on his behalf in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's fine, but like. Uh, Will Campbell says, hi, lads. I'm with Dan in this one. I really enjoyed this episode, and I popped on my couch when Johnny returned after that banger of a main event. Imperium vs. DIY should also be an absolute banger. Also, glad you guys like No Mercy, because I thought it was dead bloody good. Yeah. The Guilty Hat here said, I'm sorry, Dan. It's harsh to tell you to stay out of Wales. You tried, and that's more than most of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the good ones. Agreed fully on the Tegan... Uh, uh, Jock. Agreed fully on the Tegan... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if she's watching she's gonna leave me (laughs) agreed fully on the Tegan idea have her on NXT tonight refusing to be looked over instead of the natty turn that we'll get Kendall Avian says I think the seed was planted for Carmelo Hayes to turn heel at no mercy after he congratulated Williams he continued to glance at the title I think he acts as he was gonna help and then squirve he's gonna cost him the title uh, being Trick Williams of course um you are the her- you are the raven said uh i just want to have a moment to appreciate nigel's commentary christian has done more for turtlenecks christian has done for turtlenecks like what Chris- britney spears has done for invisible thongs he's the best heel commentator in the business yeah i think so okay wade barrett's had some funky things on commentary at one point on on this broadcast of monday night raw in the year of our lord 2023 wade barrett said shimon like <laughs> I need that to not go unaddressed. <laughs> Wade Barrett, about the same sort of age that I am as well. Proper love, Bo Selector. That's what it is. And I'm like, come on. Good Lord. Still on that Bo Selector DVD, will you? We'll watch it again. I like it when he does the Craig David one. He also said at one point, he was like talking about, like, and, and Cole is putting him over and he's like, we have a six-time Intercontinental Champion with us here in Wade Barrett. And Barrett's like, yeah, the greats held this belt. Not that I'm saying I'm one of the greats. Back yourself, babe. Go on, um, but yeah, Nigel is brilliant. I, 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 and it's so. But I'm glad we do have a, a recorded bit of history where we have Nigel McGuinness and Michael Cole together in posterity. Uh, I 
would also recommend watching the uh the eight man tag that's on collision mm. they bollocks the ending yeah um you know because there was like can the, re- the referee can it like it's a shoot and then it didn't bollocks an ending right um but it's for nigel mcginnis and zach sabre jr doing commentary together yeah oh it's brilliant it's beautiful ah uh, there's a moment where <laughs> zach just go ring 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 Oh, what's, what's that over there? Is that what's that? Sorry, it's my phone. I've just got to answer my phone here. Do you mind? No, you go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Who is it, Zach? Who is it? Oh, it's Brian Danielson. He's phoning it in. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the Mary Painesville Dan here says on women's wrestling, great stuff, Dan. Totally agree. At the EE at the AEW Cinema event I went to, someone was complaining that three women's matches were on the card, and he left and occasionally came back to dump on it. Women belong in wrestling. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's the kind of example of someone who's not going to change their nope. mind because they haven't made up. And actually, I find that quite pathetic. And I'm I, I've 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 turned a corner, Luke. Mm-hmm. I've decided to stop trying to please everybody in my life. I, I I'm a desperate people pleaser. You might have noticed, but I'm not going to try and please the people who are a bit anti-feminist. Do you know why? Because women are people too. Uh, that guy Sai says, "Do the video, Dan. I'd like to see it. Better yet, make it a running series." Oh, actually, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll. I'll, I'll I was thinking of making Rose and wrestling a real thing at some point. So maybe one day I will. Well, you mix the red wine, you mix the white. Stop wine. it. Mix them at the same time. It's Tommy Rose. <laughs> Uh, and a uh, name from Modmother here asking why my Triple H impression sounds a bit like Macho it Man. Does. It does. Do no it. Macho Man is a bit more a beer. And now do Macho Man. <laughs> that was really that was really sharp of me. That Give me some ve- praise. That was very good. Mm, let's get ready to suck it. <laughs> now do Triple H. Okay, okay let's, let's do this too. Mm, let's get ready to suck it. That's Triple H. No, yes, Triple H could go much higher at the end with a suck it. Okay, do <laughs> Um, oh, that's made the best of already. And also, and also shout out to Jerome Ulster, who's become a brand new member. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you very, very much. Uh, right, let's end the poll and see what you thought of this show. Oh, it's a bit split. A uh, bit like, not like last week's episode, certainly no. the week before, I would say, because the poll is ended and it is 51% thumbs up, 40% thumbs in the middle. Mm. I mean, that's. What, what are the numbers? So fifty-one. Uh, so it's, up. Oh, it's it's a it's a win. It's a Brexit win for victory <laughs> for good. Is what we're saying. It's what rural always wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, someone said that sounds a lot like Lemmy from Motorhead. I haven't got I haven't got the the. Uh, yeah, you got, like to gamble. Oh, I was going to say I don't think I've got the throat <laughs> capacity to do my le- to do a Lemmy. If you like to. <laughs> I can tell, though, because I absolutely rub it. I bollocks that. The thing is, that the mouth comes forward for all of well, it. Well, you have to, because it's on the throat. <laughs> oh, my God. God, the amount of times I would wake up on Sunday mornings with the most hoarse voice possible, because me and my mates had been down at the face bar in yeah. screaming <laughs> ace of spades. I once made myself um, breathless to the point of nearly passing out by doing a Julia Child impression. Yeah. Because she... Talks and takes a lot of breaths, and I did it so long that I was like lightheaded yeah. for a while. So I, I relate. 
Well, the best uh, Lemmy impression to do is when they do uh, Triple H's entrance at WrestleMania and X70 forgets all the lyrics. It's all about the game. It's all about the game. And now you play it. It's all about the game. And now you play it. And now you play it. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the broadcast. Go get our new book. Our moderators are spamming a link for it, and it's linked to in the video description down below. And enter our competition, restore.com forward slash support, with the subject heading, I want a free book, please, because we're giving away five signed copies for absolutely nout. So get involved with that. We're going to be back tomorrow with our fast lane predictions, and then back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. Until then, I've been Luke Owen, D. AD. I've been joined by the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.